realize how important that message was when I became a prosecutor and had to dress for court. I knew from that early training how to comport myself. Whenever I was trying a case, I would wear a nice, well-made, but understated suit. I'd tie my hair back in a French twist so it was off my face, and I wore little or no makeup and very minimal jewelry, if any. I never wore anything racy, low-cut, or too short. I kept it simple and clean since I didn't want to alienate anyone or distract from my message. I was the guide, not the show. I wanted everyone present to know that I had respect for the justice system. I selected jury members using those same indicators. I wanted to be sure they had respect for the process and that they understood the seriousness of what they were being asked to do. I wanted to know that they would responsibly evaluate the evidence and be aware that their conclusions had an effect on someone else's life, that they would consider the victim and what happened to him as well as what would happen to the defendant who was potentially going to be sent away to prison. I really disliked when people came to court in surfer shorts and flip-flops. I wasn't expecting them to wear a three-piece suit but I did expect them to show respect for the process, the court, the judge, their fellow jurors, and themselves, as well as for the victim and the seriousness of the charges. I wanted them to show that they knew this wasn't some picnic or vacation, that the consequences were real. How I dressed and how the jurors dressed communicated our level of seriousness about the process to each other. It was a powerful, if unspoken, dialogue we engaged in together. My appearance was always the first sign I gave them that I was a committed advocate for the victims and families I represented. Those of you who are fans of law and order know that appearances matter for witnesses and defendants too. How many street criminals do you think own a suit before their hearing? Their lawyers know better than most people that clothes can be your best advocate when trying to make a good impression or when trying to undo a bad one. Let me tell you a real-life story about how a change of clothes helped a victim effectively advocate for herself in one of the more difficult cases I've tried in my career. It involved a young, impoverished woman, a single mother, who was shot 16 times at close range by her boyfriend when he suspected that she set him up in a drug ripoff. This boyfriend just happened to be a charismatic gang leader with the Venice Shoreline Crips. His name was Isaiah Eugene Caldwell, but he was also known by the street moniker C. Capone. He was the type of man who, despite being incredibly dangerous, exuded a certain kind of charm. You guessed it. He dressed impeccably and carried himself with tremendous confidence and swagger. Nothing about him on the surface fit the stereotype of a shock collar of a gang. He was a highly intelligent, well-spoken, very sophisticated individual with a strong personal style. It didn't seem likely that the victim, Star Smith, would have nearly his presence or believability on the stand because she had just been released from the hospital and was still healing from the psychological and physical wounds inflicted on her in the attack. She was visibly diminished by the whole ordeal. 
She hardly had the money for new or court-appropriate clothes. But Star was going to be her own witness, so it was important for me to help humanize her in the eyes of the jury, to make sure she had every opportunity for her story to be heard, which included looking presentable. Sometimes it's hard for me to fathom that a jury can be more sympathetic to an offender than to a victim. But people come to situations with all kinds of preconceived notions, and the difference in the victims and the defendant's appearances did not seem as if it was going to help our case much unless we corrected it. On the night of the crime, Starr simply thought she was going out on a date with Caldwell. Instead, he and his friends set out to kill her as payback for the burglary at his home. He believed she told some rival gang members about the money and narcotics he kept in his apartment. This attempted revenge murder was domestic violence at its worst. It nearly